Hello and welcome to the Non-Tech Founders Podcast, fortnightly conversations about running a business as a non-technical founder. I'm Laura. And I'm Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do it again? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Non-Tech... <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Non-Tech Founders Podcast, fortnightly conversations about running a business as a non-technical founder. I'm Laura. And I'm Nathan. Oh, for fuck... <clears throat> I thought you did that on purpose. I'm Nathan. I'm Nathan. I am Nathan. Join us as we navigate the developer-dominated world of entrepreneurship, bootstrapping, and beyond. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about mentors and masterminds. Can they help? Where should you look for one? And all that jazz, as long as Nathan can get his voice working. As long as my voice can, yeah, it's okay. I think once I get going, it's okay. <laughs> For some reason, just like the kickoff is just, it's, I don't know, something's not happening. It's hard. We we recorded that intro, I think, three or four times. <laughs> um, you could probably hear me trying not to laugh during most of it. We got through it. So mentors, masterminds. Yeah. So slash coaches. Yeah, I think mentors, masterminds, coaches, all these things that if you're, Particularly if you're solo, things that can help get you on track, keep you on track, whether they're worth it or not. I suppose we should start by talking about our experiences with those things. So have you had a mentor, been a mentor, mastermind, coach, anything like that? Years ago when I was freelancing, I mentored a couple of people, a few people actually. I think it was three people or so that I was mentoring for a very short while. More is kind of a favor than anything else. It wasn't a service. It was it was like a favor back when I had a list and all that kind of stuff years ago. And funny enough, only two or three weeks ago, one of them found me on Twitter. And like we hadn't been in touch since. And then we're talking 10 years and came back with some advice I'd given him when I was mentoring him. And he said, what you told me back then was was amazing. It's, it's really helped me and it's really served me. And I still actually pass that advice on to others. And he told me what it was he said, and I actually couldn't remember <laughs> telling him what I told him, you know, and it was something along the lines of don't put too much weight on how much you think what you're doing is worth, you know, whether you think it's valuable, you know, let other people decide that for you. Something along those lines. Um, it probably sounded better when I said it at the time. <laughs> he said it, and he said it had been incredibly useful for him. So that was weird because it just came out of the blue ten years later. But um, with regards to actually sort of having a mentor myself, it's something I've always wanted to do. But at the same time, I know that like to find somebody who's actually really good. And I think you probably need to draw this distinction as well between a mentor and whether it's like a paid coach, because to me, in my mind, at least a mentor is someone that's that helps you out, that is willing to to jump on a call. And obviously there are professional mentors, you know, we paid as well. But for yeah. me, at least in my mind, there's like a, a, a definite distinction, like a mentor is someone that's helping you out because they want to, because they see value in what you're doing. And maybe they're a friend or maybe they're just, you know, a few steps ahead of you. I hadn't thought about that differentiation between a mentor and a coach. I feel like a mentor is someone who you maybe look back on and think, oh, he or she was a really great mentor to me rather than mm -hmm. hello would you like to be my mentor like it's not so much a <laughs> transaction it's just you yeah. like look back and you think oh that person's actually really helped me just from maybe we meet up or something and there wasn't an agenda but they've just been really helpful and guided me and then a coach but how many people would you like to have said that to you know in hindsight oh would you be my mentor you know would you 
because that that jumping on a call or jump or a regular meeting perhaps say you know as many startups have those those monthly meetings with whoever maybe their investors or board of advisors where they do go in and and they uh, and they get that help as well as, as well as the feedback i i'm pretty sure if i i could put a list together of at least five people right now that i i would want to send an email to to say will you be my mentor you know yeah. as if you're like in the junior school will you be my girlfriend or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i think I wouldn't, yeah, I would never dare ask that unless it was something that they offered. So if they had like a, I don't know if, um, is it Clarity is still a thing? I think I tried to sign up a while ago and I think it's, I don't know if it's really still running. But yeah, just something where they actually, I knew they provided it and I could pay them in exchange. Um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, because I always feel bad about taking up people's time because I know how busy everyone is. I'm busy, you're busy everyone's busy so I want to feel like I give something back and if I can't give back advice and if I don't really feel like I have much to offer I'd at least want to offer money so I would go down the more I think unless something happens naturally I would go down the more paying for a coach route mm-hmm. well but it's, I've it's never big done business it. as well isn't it it's big business coaching I mean, and if you think about or if i think about the coaches that i've known in my sort of circles and people who have used coaches they're not cheap you really have to invest you know in air quotes in a, in a good coach i think yeah um but i think that's so better the mentor because, thing might be easier <laughs> yeah but you'd be more likely i think to take it seriously and to put into practice what they say that said i did just say i haven't hired a coach before but i did actually do a consulting session with chris lemmer Um, who's really big in the WordPress space and he was really helpful. I basically felt like with Client Portal I'd reached a certain point where I didn't know how to grow it anymore. Like it went from zero to I think around like 14,000 a month like Mm -hmm. fairly with me just sort of doing my thing and then I could never get past that. I still actually haven't managed to get past that and I was like like, can I grow this anymore? Like, what do I do? I don't actually want to be a bigger company, but I wouldn't mind growing it. Um, so I contacted Chris Lemmer and he did a session with me. It was really helpful. But actually, I have barely put into practice what he advised me to do. <laughs> and you paid for that advice. <laughs> and I paid for it. I mean, I sort of have. Basically, what he said was you need to diversify your industries and get more case studies and do that kind of thing and show the different ways you can use it and um I have actually been doing that it's just really slow I haven't it's just taking a really long time to put those together so I sort of have but for the amount of time that's passed since I did that call it was um I haven't done it fast enough but it was nice to just have someone with, I mean, he has so much experience. I think finding the right mentors or the mm. right coach is really important. He sees WordPress plugins like mine all the time. Like that was his thing was WordPress. So he was a really good person to speak to because he could tell me what other people have been doing that's worked for them, what they haven't, and then recommended for me what he thinks my path should be. So that was actually really useful so yeah, I would did, say. Did you reach out to him though, or was it an offering that he had publicly available? I think I sent out a tweet. This was a while ago, saying something about I was struggling with what to do next or where to go, and I had a bunch of people reach out offering to help me, and Chris Lemon was one of them. 
And I thought, oh yeah, Chris Lemmer, perfect. So I went ahead and booked a call with him. And yeah, that was that was really good. So yeah, I sort of reached out to him. Yeah, because I think you would expect that when you're paying for something that you do put more stock in what's being told and you know what they're telling you and also sort of acting on that as well. But of course, I think it's like, I think it's like anything, I guess it just depends. We pay for all these courses and I've paid for, I don't know how many courses that I've never even signed into or looked at any of them, you know, so I think it's a similar thing. But I think the, the difference though, is that you have that ongoing um, accountability, you know, if it is a regular, um, a regular session that you're having with a coach. And I think, because for me, at least accountability is a, is a big thing and it works for me. Like if I say I'm going to do something, I really don't like to let that person down even if obviously it doesn't affect their life at all, but it affects how I feel about me. So that is definitely something that works for me. But again, I've never taken on a, a sort of a, a coach on an ongoing level, an ongoing um, sort of uh, thing, unless you count therapy, which <laughs> I guess is not a coach as such, but I mean, it's a, it's, it's similar in the, in the respect that the accountability as well is, is something that helps me to move forward with things that are, are discussed there. So if we're going to draw the line between what a paid coach is and might do and, and a mentor. Are we thinking then that mentors are just sort of people that we know that are in our sphere that we respect or are further up the ladder or? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I don't know if I have the real definition, but in my mind, a mentor is something that you don't plan. It's just someone who inspires you and helps you and you just look up to, I suppose. For mm -hmm. me, like, I don't really feel like you can plan a a mentor to me it's more I don't know it's less concrete and a coach is someone where you've got an ongoing engagement with and they know they're a coach you know they're a coach and they're actively trying to help you reach a goal they may be keeping you accountable whether it's a one-off or an ongoing thing that's the way I see it but I don't know do you what do you mm. think yeah I think yeah I think I'd probably see it quite quite uh in quite a similar sort of fashion the only the thing with the mentors is particularly now, and I can feel it now with, with Feature Flux, I've got, there's a small group of people that are, that are helping me on an ongoing basis. And they obviously, they have no skin in the game. You know, they're just helping me because, because they want to for whatever their personal reasons are. They're nice people or whatever, you know. But of course, there is that, there is that very fine line because you can't abuse the fact that people are willing to help you, you know. You can't sort of be jumping in every every day every other day saying hey can you help me with this or hey what do you think about this kind of thing you know unless it's a really good friend but then it's a different relationship anyway there's a very fine line between sort of every now and again being able to jump on a call with someone and discuss an issue and then taking that to what then should probably be a paid engagement i know a lot of people especially when they're trying to do whether it's maybe initial research for a new product or even outreach they might reach out to someone who they don't actually have a relationship with but feel they could be helped by and say you know i'd love to get an hour of your time um you know what what would it cost you know for for, for us to jump on a call and and you know most people if they're in a certain situation they're, they're going to be charging a huge number uh for half an hour an hour's call but the, the 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 things i've heard is that most people will just say well let's just jump on a call and it's okay we don't need to uh, there doesn't need to be a cost associated to that. I don't think that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. It's just something I've heard that a lot of people have said. But I think as well, and this bears ties back to a conversation we had a, a few episodes ago, was that 
we are uh, completely saturated now with sort of outreach and everything. So I, um, people asking for help and people sort of, oh, can you just jump on a quick call and give me feedback on your product? And so maybe that's changed now over the last few years. You know, people are, are more wary of just uh, like somebody, somebody tweeted me today saying, hey, can you open your Twitter DMs? And I was like, mm, no, I, you know, we're, I don't know you. Um, so there's that. I don't know. It's 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 a bit it's a bit uh bit of a tricky one. Yeah, I find I don't really do cold outreach because I hate it when it's done to me unless it's in a really personable way. So, I I don't think I could reach out for, to someone to ask for an hour or however long of their time with even even offering to pay. Yeah, I think I would do it if I offer, if I was offering to pay. It's interesting to me though that you say like most people would say, "Oh no, you don't have to pay. You can just do it anyway." Because I'm well, I don't know about most, but those were the stories that I heard back. You know, I'm, admittedly, I'm talking, uh, you know, a good while back now. I'm sure yeah. it's not. I'm sure it's not the same now. Yeah, because I um I get those emails and stuff sometimes. Can we jump on a call? And it's just I. It's the worst thing for me to hear. I'm like, oh, because I hate saying no, but I can't say <laughs> yes. So what do you do? And I was what I was going to ask you earlier is how do you find that balance? Because I so I don't I don't really have people that I ask for advice with because I'm always too worried that I'm going to be annoying. So I probably don't ask for advice when I should more. But I was going to ask you how do you balance asking people for advice but not crossing that line into I'm taking way more than I'm giving or I'm crossing a line with you here? Well, I think first of all, you should ask more people. I think it's I think it's amazing to be able to ask people for help and then, you know, get that help back. It feels good. You know, it feels good both ways, I think. Uh certainly in the situations when you have time to give that help. But I think it feels great to get to get that help from people as well. You know, people typically you're asking people who you respect um anyway. So I think it, it feels very special getting that help back. So I would encourage you to do it anyway. I don't think, you know, we tend to know if we're, if we're bothering someone anyway. But that fine line, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think you, if you are in a situation where you're needing a lot of help, and let's face it, I am right now between everything that's going on with the SaaS and the freelance and personal life. So I'm finding that I'm having to split <laughs> the help I'm, I'm asking for around different people, you know. For me, it would be very easy to be just messaging people all day, every day saying what do you think about this what do you think about that i'm not sure what to do about this or that i don't know it's a tricky one because it just comes down to a how well you know that person i mean if they are a good friend who's helping you as much as you as they, as they can anyway then they're probably going to tell you like nathan you know stop being a pain in the ass I've, I've got work to do as well but i think if it's not obviously it's just someone that you know and they're in your circles and, and sort of respect then i think you just really have to be sort of wary because you don't want to especially if the help is valuable you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot by somebody saying, oh, not him again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, spread it around a little, you know, or try and work through at least some of it on your own. And it can be difficult because, again, and we had a conversation a while ago about the design feedback uh, and the communities that existed years ago that don't seem to exist now. So, you know, like I shot you a message the other day about design feedback or, in fact, there's not many people I do ask for design feedback <laughs> because they just aren't people around, you know, to give that feedback. So... It's it's tricky. I mean, it yeah. really is. Design feedback in particular, I think is really hard because 
obviously I teach a course on design and that's the one thing I'm I struggle with because I can't really point people to anywhere that you'd get meaningful feedback I think getting feedback on design is hard anyway because it's so subjective and it's not as clear cut as to what the correct answer is and it's also when you're giving feedback on design even for a designer it's hard to put your finger on sometimes why something isn't right you'll look at it and go oh yeah that's not quite right but I can't actually tell you what to do it's a case of you just have to keep playing around until it's right and I think that's why people struggle with design so much is because there is no checklist that you can go through to make sure that this is correct like it has to have a bit of gut feeling and a little bit of that more woo-woo kind of stuff that and that's why it's so hard and you just have to keep keep going you know people work with clients they get feedback like oh can you make it look more like a logo you think well what does that mean more like a logo it is a logo but they're basically saying it just doesn't look right and I don't know why and so you have to figure that out so I think I don't want to get on too much of a tangent about design specifically but yeah finding places to get feedback is really hard but that does sort of lead me on to okay so if you are someone who is thinking you would benefit from getting a bit of help and you don't know where to go and you're thinking maybe a coach would help you. Do you have any places that you would go to get that help? So for that kind of thing, I I think I would almost always go off um, a referral, ask people within my, my, my network, you know, who they've worked with and who they recommend. And so many of our people in, so many people in our space work with coaches anyway, that, you know, you could throw a stone and it's bound to hit someone who's working with a coach. Um, so I would always go with a personal referral there. The masterminds is, is more difficult. And actually, I'd love to get a mastermind going now as well. I haven't, I haven't been in one for such a long time. Um, and I think they can be incredibly helpful as well, especially if you're running a business as opposed to maybe a freelance consulting business. Yeah, I think it goes to show how important a network is because a lot of the answers that I realize that I give are, you know, where do you find a developer or where do you find this or how do you find that it's I ask my network I and my network for me is Twitter um, it's not a huge network but if I have a question I tend to go there and get answers um, but I also have a network of people that I could maybe if I needed to ask perhaps I obviously like I said earlier I don't do that very much or maybe even at all but I know that I have it there yeah it is really important when you're doing what we do to build a network of people. And it doesn't have to be a big network. It just has to be a network. Because like you say, if you search Google for business coach, I don't know if the results that you're going to get there are going to be particularly what you need. They're not going to be SaaS related or anything like that or whatever you're doing. So talking about masterminds, actually, that's um, that's another thing which is separate from having a coach. So a coach would be more a one-to-one relationship and then a mastermind is a group of people in a similar position that to you maybe they're your friends or maybe you know you do something like the microconf service to put you with people maybe some are a couple of steps ahead some are a couple of steps behind with like a variety of skills or areas of expertise and you meet usually monthly I would say and talk about you maybe do a hot seat version or you just chat I don't really know I I um, have joined a couple of masterminds in the past but 
for me, they haven't been all that helpful over more than just it's nice to talk to people in a similar mm position to me and mm -hmm. not helpful there's nothing to do with the people I've done masterminds with but usually I know what I need to do I I know what needs to happen for me it's finding carving out the time to do it um and a lot of that is due to where my life is at the moment you know I'm in a particularly busy season of life and I know it will calm down and I know things will get better and I I trust myself that I don't procrastinate very much um, I don't really have a huge issue with that, I don't think. Um, and I I can do what I need to do. It's just I don't, I struggle with finding the time at the minute. So I find masterminds, not only do they take limited the limited time that I have out of my day, but then I go to them and I'm like, yeah, I know what I need to do. I just haven't done it yet. Maybe I could spend this hour doing you're very, it. You're very self-sufficient, Laura. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I, well, I, I think I am. I think... Yeah, I don't struggle with um, not knowing what to do, except for when I told you about when I hired Chris Lemmer. That was mm -hmm. a moment when I thought, actually, I don't know what to do. But I didn't think for me having a mastermind was the solution. For me, having just someone to help unjuggle my or unjumble my mind and show me from an outsider perspective, maybe a route that I should go down. And then that kind of gets me back on track and I know what I need to do. Things obviously crop up. I've had issues in the past with spending too much time on tasks that don't, well, they do matter like my email and um, support, but I've been hiring that stuff out now. So I don't have to worry about, you know, doing customer support or anything like that. So I'm making changes to make it so I have more time. For me, I don't find masterminds that helpful but I do like the social aspect. If I had more time, it would be nice to just get to know a group of people and be able to chat to them once a month and see how they're doing and then um, maybe meet up sometimes because it can get a little bit lonely being a solo a solo founder, but I, yeah, it's just not for yeah, me I mean, at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that different people get different things out of the mastermind and even if it is just that social aspect, which is, a, I think is a big deal. I mean, I don't know for you, but certainly for me, you know, we, uh, I work obviously completely remotely and from home and, you know, if it wasn't for my dogs and my daughter, I probably wouldn't leave the house. So, you know, I think that social aspect of of a mastermind in this case can be can be just as important but again i think it depends because some masterminds are you know 100 percent focused on let's move the business forward let's see what we can do since the last meeting and that kind of thing so i think yeah again it's very dependent on the kind of group you either want to join or put together you know and if it's something you you know if you need something that's more social than than business although it's obviously going to have a business sort of focus then, you know, I think it's easy for you to put that kind of thing together yourself, you know, reach out to that network that we were talking about and say, you know, it would be great to actually talk to some other humans, uh, maybe once every couple of weeks or once every month, you know, and maybe get together in real life if, if possible. Um, more is just, you know, a touchstone rather than using it for business goals, you know. Yeah. But, um, it I just think seems it's to be important. such a popular thing, you know. Yeah, I think it's important to just know what you need and make sure that you're not doing it to procrastinate putting the work in, which I think can happen sometimes. It's happened to me in the past before. Like I've committed to something because I don't wanna do the scary work of maybe launching something or, you know, I'm not consciously thinking, 
I don't want to do this, so I'm going to do that instead. But I make these decisions and convince myself this is something I need to do. And then if I'm really honest with myself, I realize that it's just I'm trying to distract myself from doing the thing I don't want to do, but I need to do. But I think knowing what you need is really important. So do you need the social aspects? And I think a lot of people do. Um, I don't so much because I have, you know, my husband does the same thing as me and I talk to him all day. So and I, you know, I do things and all that kind of stuff. But I don't, for me, I don't need the social aspect at this point. But if you do, then I think that's really important because it can get very lonely just being on your own and not speaking to another person all day, every day. Um, or knowing that, you know, I need the accountability of either a mastermind or a regular coach. If accountability is not your problem, if you think I can do, I can get stuff done on a regular basis, I just need a roadmap on what are the things I should be focusing on and what should I leave to the side, then maybe a coach is the best option. So it's just figuring out what you need and what I need is different from you, is different from anyone listening and all that kind of stuff. But I think masterminds, mentors, coaches, and all that stuff can be really, really vital to moving your business forward. Again, it's just figuring out which one you need and then using your network if you have one to find someone. And if you don't have a network, then building one. Building one doesn't happen in a day. It's just like an ongoing thing that you have to do. You have to go to for me to build my network conferences, in-person conferences was by far the best way to do that because I felt like you have a stronger connection with someone who you meet and talk to in person. But if you can't do that, then, you know, replying to people's, I'm using Twitter because it's the only one I use. I'm not saying it's the best one. It's just what I use, but replying to people's tweets and, you know, just slowly trying to, I guess, make friends on the internet. Um, <laughs> is there like any a title way of a to book. Go? Yeah, making friends on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's probably a good place to leave it because I think if you don't have a network, then it's very difficult anyway. So building that network to do any of those things, I think, um, unless you do just Google you know, <laughs> business coach, which I don't advise. Um, but if you do, let us know difficult. how it goes. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, what the hell? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> if it works for you, great. So, uh, yeah, should we leave it there then? Yeah, sounds good. If you are enjoying this podcast and you would like to leave a review, um, I feel really strange saying that because I feel like a YouTuber or something. Please do because it does really help us. It helps us to know what we're doing right, uh, what we're doing not so right, what you'd like to hear more of and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, leave us a review if you can or email us or tweet us with any comments or questions or anything you'd like us to talk about. I'll let Nathan give you the handles because I always, always get it wrong. The Twitter handle is a pain, to be honest. It's a non-tech podcast. So it's at non-tech podcast. For some reason, it just feels wrong. I don't know. It should be something more succinct. But that's the Twitter handle. Or you can reach us on podcast at the non-tech founders podcast.com. Probably best just to grab us on Twitter, to be honest. Uh, it's the quickest and easiest way for us to, to get back to you. All right. So we'll leave it there then. And I will see you in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Cheers, Laura. Cheers. Bye.